Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us today. Now, don't forget, make a Mississippi destination vacation part of your summer plans. Just go ahead and go to visitmississippi.org and explore a little more. And today, we're going to explore a little more about the fact that April is considered National Child Abuse Prevention Month. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say it's not the most light and friendly topic, but I think the good work that's being done by the Children's Advocacy Centers of Mississippi, as well as the as through the Department of Child Child Protection Services is definitely a good thing. And so that's what we want to focus on today. So joining me in studio is Miss Equiller Mahone. She is the Assistant Executive Director of Children's Advocacy Centers of Mississippi. And we have Andrea Sanders on the phone. She's the Commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Child Protection Services. So welcome, ladies. Good afternoon. Happy to be here. Hey, Andrea. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely, and I know this is a marathon of a month for you guys, just raising awareness to the work you're doing all year long. So, Andrea, I'll kick it off with you. Just kind of explain what National Child Abuse Prevention Month is all about. Well, thank you, Rebecca. Um, National Child Abuse Prevention Month is an opportunity to raise awareness with the public, not only about the prevalence of abuse, but about our opportunities um, as, a, as a state, as a community, to intervene early when we see warning signs and take steps to prevent child abuse from happening, which is certainly less traumatic to children and much less costly to state government. Now, Quiller, you do, you're, you guys there at the Child Advocacy Centers, y'all do great work, but I think sometimes it flies under the radar, which I guess sometimes can be a good thing. And I often like to refer to you as, you know, sort of the guardian angel or, you know, the, um, the one that's just sort of there to help those that need it most guide them through the process. But how would you best explain what you do at the Children's Advocacy Centers or what the centers do for the families? So, like you said, a lot of people are unaware of what's happening simply because they haven't had those experiences. So their first interactions, unfortunately, are if they had a child who's experienced some form of abuse. And so for our child advocacy centers, what we often refer to them as a one-stop shop. That child is not having to go to various agencies to tell their story multiple times. So at the child advocacy center, they are meeting with trained professionals who can help them through this process. So they have a forensic interview to talk about those allegations. Um, They have the family advocates there who are looking for resources for that family. Not only is the child impacted, but that entire family unit is impacted by this abuse. Um, And then you have the mental health professionals. This is a very traumatic experience for that child, and we want to make sure they're healthy um, and happy despite what has happened to them. Um, And then you have law enforcement who's coming in, CPS, and also prosecution if it goes that far. Um, So you have all of these entities working together and invest it in the best interest of this child well and I always you know I always think of it it's like man when an allegation because at first it's always an allegation that gets hit with a family your world starts to spin and then the parents or the guardian or whomever it may be at the, that child and they may be the perpetrator who knows gets hit with all this paperwork and mm-hmm. appointments and all of that and to me my heart just starts racing you know sort of thinking about it so you guys sort of help take the steering wheel, maybe a better example than your fairy godmother, but and just help direct families and keep that child safely protected from 
from, I guess, any more trauma from the experience. Yes, absolutely. Um, and dealing with law enforcement can be intimidating for many people. Um, so you have those fears and you're also thinking about something has happened to my child. Like, oh my gosh. Um, and so all of this is overwhelming. It's very stressful. And so the Child Advocacy Center staff is there to help guide them um, and to provide those needed resources um, and to just reassure them that they're going to get through this process. You mentioned law enforcement can be intimidating, and Andrea, I feel like CPS and in, in, in it also can have sort of that intimidation sort of feel. I mean, the moment you're, it's like the worst ding of, of being a parent is if you feel like you're being investigated by CPS or someone called CPS on you or a loved one or whatever it may be. Can you help us understand here on Good Things maybe what does CPS do on a daily basis? Because I don't think you're out there just trying to snatch kids away from um, their families, which some people may instantly sort of think about whether they realize it or not, but that's their first opinion of CPS. Well, and that's one of the um, hurdles that we have to overcome in in terms of um, engaging the public. Um, however, our one of our duties is that when there is an allegation of abuse, we are bound by statute to go and investigate. And, you know, the theory is that, that the public sees things that are disturbing, but they really, you know, they're not in a position, uh, we don't want them deciding whether or not something's wrong in the home. Um, that's a really difficult decision to make. Um, so there, that is part of our role. And so regardless of how well we um, work to, to um, improve our image with the public, um, that reality always makes it a little bit difficult to engage families. Um, and we have some strategies that we're employing to try to uh, separate those functions, the investigations function from um, and, and make that the job of one person where a different person would come in and try to engage the family um, and work with them to provide services um, and see if there is an opportunity for reunification or work through the Children's Advocacy Centers and help determine whether or not we need to uh, move to a different type of permanency for the child. But yes, that is a, it, you know, we are a little bit like law enforcement in some instances because we are the investigative authority um, in, in alleged child abuse. Well, let's talk about that for a second, Andrea, because I know there are systems in place with schools, daycare settings, other institutions where kids sort of reside or play that are there to train teachers and staff and faculty maybe to catch warning signs or some of the red flags that then, you know, because CPS isn't out patrolling like in vehicles looking for it. I mean, they have their boots on the ground and their eyes and ears, which also falls into our responsibility as just everyday citizens to kind of also be out there on the alert. So what are some of those trained or trainings that at least our our teachers and our, you know, daycare staff and anyone who like church staff and too that have that have uh, facilities on campus that have children to know what warning signs to look for and then when not to throw like a parent into the fray of CPS? Well, I think that um you know, one of the important things is that we are a mandatory reporting state. And so, like I said, we're not asking teachers and um, people who interact with children every day to make that final determination. But some of the warning signs that, you know, that we want them to look out for are, you know, when a child shows up, obviously, with bruises or injuries that, um, you know, they, they happen a little too often or seem a little too severe for the explanation or if the explanation's not very congruent, um, children who are withdrawn or their behavior suddenly changes. Um, often, you know, you'll see a child wearing inappropriate clothing in the summer. This is a really warm state. And so if a child's wearing a hoodie um, with sleeves pulled down through the summer, um, you know, just asking them, you know, it, uh, it, well, those are, it's a, it's a combination of factors like that that might, um, cause the teacher to have concern and um, and then make the referral. And our job is to, you know, we do screen out a number of referrals that come in because they're not, they don't rise to the level um, that statutory invokes our investigative powers. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the important part is 
we all, those of us who work with children, you also kind of have this internal alarm and you know when something just isn't adding up and it doesn't seem right, um, that's what we're there for and it's a good time to call the hotline. Well, and I think too, any parent or grandparent or guardian listening to good things deep down know that that is the, that is the right thing to do is to sort of, you know, know, listen to those internal cues, know when you think that something doesn't feel right and then at least hearing and being reaffirmed today here that, you know, not every allegation, you know, rises to that level and not everyone gets their kids taken away and I think that's part of the stigma we're trying to break down today by also raising awareness that, sadly so, uh, uh, you know, as you, as the Child um, Advocacy Center see, it's still out there in terms of child abuse, and that's why April is National Child Abuse Prevention Month. So we're doing our best to put out some prevention awareness, and we're going to keep talking about that and maybe a windy day at the Capitol coming up next. Tom, looks like you're a few guys short today. Yeah, one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered benefits. You should call New Care MD. They offer full-service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same-day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact New Care MD at NewCareMD.com today to learn more about how you can provide affordable direct primary care to your employees. Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at twomenandatruck.com. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Exmark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Exmark pricing and special Exmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. Ugh, I've got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family-owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. 
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Worked all week, got it all done. Let's make a Tennessee River. Mississippi's not running low on the unique places to visit. From staycations to weekend getaways, we want you to think about visiting Mississippi. And you can do that over at visitmississippi.org to find out more. Now, we're finding out more about April being National Child Abuse Prevention Month. And I get it. It's not the friendliest topic to have on good things. But every now and then, we do have to face those harder conversations. And I think keeping our kids safe is a great thing. And so we're continuing our conversation with Miss Equiller Mahone. She's the assistant. Executive Director of the Children's Advocacy Centers of Mississippi. And by phone, we have Miss Andrea with the Department of Child Protection um, Services. So I know you guys kicked off the month um, recently, Miss Aquiller, at the Capitol with some pinwheels. And I've seen the photos, and they're beautiful. So what did that visual sort of awareness um, mean or stand for? So we're also celebrating our 20th year of service here in the state. Um, And so with the pinwheels, we've served um, over 44,000 children in 20 years through our local CACs. And so for each pinwheel, that represented 100 children who've been through the doors of a CAC. Um, And we just wanted to remind people that this is happening here in our community. Um, That visual representation of all those pinwheels, that represents a child's life that was drastically changed because of an abuse event. And positively changed now that you have the advocacy centers. How many centers are across the state? We have 12 uh, centers across the state now. And that's an opportunity for families to get the resources they need, the guidance they need during this, you know, weird sort of time that they find themselves in and hopefully come out stronger and sort of better as well. And Andrea, this is, you know, too, another opportunity to, to remind people that, you know, CPS or Child Protection Services, it's a service. It's there to help families, not to tear families apart. And that you guys oftentimes have great outcomes and positive stories to share, too, about when you meet a family maybe at its at its worst moment yeah absolutely Rebecca um, and that is like I said before part of the challenge for us is um, making sure that we uh, adequately get that message out to the public because we want to be the place that fam- fragile families come to for help now it does not negate the fact that you know if a child is being abused our first duty is to protect the safety of that child but often the very best way for us to do that is to um, intervene and provide services to keep the family intact. Which often ends up being the case. Sometimes, you know, you just they figure out a different way or you get those resources and the things get resolved. But then also we just live in a reality that sometimes the world isn't fair and steps have to be taken to make sure, like you mentioned, those children, those children are safe. I'm, I'm curious, how did you find your way to the child advocacy centers? It seems like such a, it seems like a calling more than, um, you know, something you would want to just make your career or maybe you did. Um, I've always known that I wanted to help, you know, families. And so most of my work has been with domestic violence and sexual violence victims. Um, And so I relocated from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and I worked at that local child advocacy center for four years. Um, And I just enjoy the opportunity to work with kids and remind them that despite what has happened, they do have a bright future ahead of them. So you guys take over, I don't say take over, it's working in partnership with CPS and all the other things. But again, I go back to your driving, helping, you know, navigate the steering wheel. You're the GPS system of all the all the pieces that have to come next if an allegation rises to that level. What is it like working maybe with, and I know it's always caregivers or parents or whatever it may be, but take the parent as the perpetrator out of it to to maybe help them not feel like the worst thing that ever had a child? Because I can imagine that the guilt and the shame that also comes with having to navigate this system is tough, too. Absolutely. Um, And unfortunately, sometimes those parents have experienced uh, similar events in their childhood. Um, I've come across parents who experienced that they did not receive the help they needed as children. So now now their child is experiencing this. This is bringing back all those memories and that trauma that they experienced as well. Um, But it's helping them to know that there are resources available, that they will get through this. Uh, It's very difficult. Um, It's a very emotional situation. 
situation because you're thinking, what did I do wrong? How did I allow this to happen to my child? And reassuring them that despite their best efforts, things do happen, um, unfortunately, that are out of their control. But what is needed for that child to move forward? Um, and thinking about the bigger picture, what resources are needed? Um, you know, you think about it being in the moment, but what happens six, eight months later, or if it does get to the point that it's going to court and it may be a year or two later, what happens then? That CAC is still there through the duration of this case to make sure that family has that support, no matter if it's just the initial forensic interview or if it gets to a point where it's going to court um, and preparing that child to uh, participate in the court events as well. Andrea, it's got to be a tough position being the commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Child Protection Services. I mean, what led you to sort of this field as well? And then maybe how do you how do you keep, you know, focused on the on the bright sides of this? Because this is just a this is a tough topic. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, I've said many times in the last five months, this is definitely the toughest job I've ever had, but it is the best work I've ever done. Um, I think that, you know, I will never look back on this time in my life and say, gee, I'm really sorry I put all that effort and energy into protecting children in Mississippi. Um, I have I have a master's degree in social work and a law degree, and I would say that, you know, I've, I've worked briefly at DHS when I was a very young person, and um, the culmination of all of my experience in state agencies in mental health systems, in social service delivery systems for children and adolescents, and in the court system, just proved to be the right combination um, at the right time in my life. And so I'm really honored to be asked to do this work. Um, as far as how to, uh, you know, keep it from, I guess, dragging me down, um, it's one of those things that it's a good thing I didn't do this when I was younger because you do have to really have some boundaries um, and some good self-awareness skills. Um, this is a, a marathon, and um, I have to really think about trying to be in it for the long haul. The system has had a lot of changes in leadership, and um, it suffers from that. So, you know, I may not be the perfect commissioner, but I do think that trying to uh, pace myself and and I try to really encourage my leadership team to do the same um, and keep some balance. Um, but the other thing I do is I try to mostly uh, keep a systems perspective and look at the systems that deliver care and um, strategically impact those systems and not get too far down in the details of each child's life. I keep that information in front of me to keep me grounded and really focused on our mission. But at the same time, you know, I'm very aware if I start running off into the details of each case we deal with, um, it would it would consume me. And that is why it's a perfect partnership with the Child Advocacy Centers where you guys can help take over in that respect and, you know, take the take the baton, so to speak, on the marathon and then make sure the family and the children are still cared for through that process. Um, because, yeah, I mean, it feels heavy, but but I, I want us also to remember this should be a weight that we're all trying to, to carry together as a state and, and with the children in mind and with their protection in mind. And that's why if you see something, you should be saying something when it comes to uh, child abuse. That's how you prevent it or at least stop it and nip it sort of in the bud. So I'll, I'll end with you, Ms. Mahome. Just remind us, is there a 1-800 number we can call? Is there an online where we can go? How can we, if we've, if we've had those sneaky suspicions, where can we safely maybe Toss it over to the experts. So you can always check out our website, childadvocacyms.org. We have current events. You can get all that information, um, information about your local child advocacy centers as well. Um, and then a good number to have handy is one 800 8,000, and that's the Child Abuse Hotline number. And y'all got more events coming up this April, so what's on the docket? So the next thing that we have coming up is 5K, the Race to Defeat Child Abuse, and all the event information is on our website. Registration is still open, so we hope you will join us. And Miss Andrea, what's your closing words to those about CPS or just, you know, keeping the children's safety and health in mind? 
Well, the biggest thing I have to say is this is a really big job. It's much bigger than me or just my agency, and we could not do it without partners like the Children's Advocacy Center um, and like you in the media and um, all of the folks in the community um, that join together and help protect children. Uh, it, it will truly take all of us. Because, again, that was 44,000 since the conception of the Child Advocacy Centers of Mississippi, uh, families and individuals and souls and futures that have been positively impacted by those systems that's been in place and more help. So I know more good work is going to come, and so can't wait to share that when it does. But thank you, ladies, both for joining us today on Good Things. But you guys stick with us. We've got more coming up next. Afraid of falling? You're not alone. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson can help you improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of unique specialized therapists utilize cutting-edge equipment only found at Physical of Jackson. Conveniently located in Flowood, Physical of Jackson can help you get back to enjoying a healthy, independent lifestyle again. Call Physical of Jackson today for your appointment. 601 487 it's a madness sale. We're back on the lot. The deals are astounding. Really? Stop the noise. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Come see Steve Owen and the friendly staff and find a quality pre-owned vehicle with financing available and a warranty. Pinnacle Motors on Highway 463 in Brandon at the corner of Baker Lane and Vine Street. Online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. 86% of women feel that ring style is the most important factor. So don't settle for some common ring design. Announcing Juniker Jewelry's engagement and wedding ring bridal show Friday and Saturday, April 9th and 10th with 10 times the selection all in one store. Whether it's your first engagement ring, you want to upgrade or restyle your diamond in an exciting new ring, come shop over 3,000 engagement ring styles. We've flown in our top designer with their entire collection. Maybe it's time to upgrade that diamond. Listen to this. One and a half carat diamonds from just $5,000. Two carat diamonds from just $7,500. And three carat diamonds from $15,500. We even have 12 months interest-free financing for qualified buyers. Engage, upgrade, or restyle your ring at Juniker's Engagement and Wedding Ring Bridal Show. Two big days, April 9th and 10th. Come get the ring you've always dreamed of. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and junikerjewelry.com. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton, Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A large portion of Mississippi is once again bracing for severe weather. Janae Elkins, a meteorologist with the National Weather Service, outlines what you need to prepare for. We are expecting widespread damaging winds up to about 80 miles an hour. Large hail up to at least baseball size. Tornadoes will be possible. These storms could begin as early as 5 this afternoon and continue through tomorrow morning. 
The Department of Health is reporting 243 new cases of COVID. The latest report brings the state's total up to just over 307,000, while the state's seven-day rolling average of new cases has now dropped to 199. With the confirmation of four additional deaths, 7,086 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. Concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April 24th, starring the Almond Betts Band. With G Love and Special Sauce. Cooling out with the former lady, got the special sauce. That's a she's my baby. Taz Meter Hour, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's a full day of music. Presented by Wicked Wheat Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Listen carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nukes Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. Thousands of Bulldog fans have subscribed to the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Have you? On each episode, Brian Haydad and Joel Coleman give you an inside look at your Mississippi State Bulldogs. The Thunder and Lightning podcast is free and available on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Thunder and Lightning on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thunder and Lightning from Supertalk Mississippi, covering the Bulldogs like no one else. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. So go to visitmississippi.org to explore more. And you get more here on Super Talk. We're getting a new show on Saturdays. You can find out what the most influential political, business, and media leaders are talking about on our new Saturday morning show, America's Roundtable. It's right here on Super Talk Mississippi at 7.30 to 8 a.m. on Saturdays. So it is broadcast from Washington, D.C., and it gives you a unique perspective on public policy. So you often may hear um, some voices joined by former Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant and others. But all you need to know is just keep your dial tuned to Supertalk or you can listen online at supertalk.fm or you can stream us through your Supertalk Mississippi app as well. But the weekends never stop on Saturdays. You also get Sunday here. And if you want more sports, you can get that on Supertalk too. You can find out what the story behind the stats each Sunday morning on Sports Sunday with Michael Borky starting at 8. So after you get your political dish, you can get your well, I know that's the same day. That's Saturday. That's 24 hours apart. <laughs> but nope, you need it would be the garden mama. But still, the point is we Politics, got... <laughs> green thumb, fix it up. Sports. 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 And there's some In a Mississippi Minute rewinds in there, too. So if you don't think the weekends are, or that Super Talk has something for you on the weekends, then you would be wrong. So check us out. Um, I hope you've checked us out over on the Good Things Facebook group today. We're having fun with a little lighthearted love-hate relationship. We all have them with something, maybe someone. Let's not go there today. Or, you know, just whatever life may bring. There's so many things that we have this just we love it, but we hate it kind of relationship with. And we're looking for the lighthearted ones, not the heavy hitters and particularly not specific people, unless it's a lighthearted um, inside joke that can be shared on the radio. But you can also chime in on the C Spire text line 601-879-4395. Rhino, you just posted yours with a picture, which I think is a hoot. So what is your love-hate relationship with? I have a love-hate relationship with making gravy from scratch. It doesn't matter if I've got bacon grease or sausage grease or just random drippings or even just starting with butter or oil no matter how i do it i always wind up with 
absurdly thick gravy. Like, you, you cannot take it and get a spoon and it fall off the spoon thickness. It's as thick as Crisco almost. Well, if you look at the picture you posted of your homemade gravy, I mean, it looks like another sausage patty. Oh, yeah, it's thick. I don't know what it is about. I got a heavy hand with the flour or something. I just I can't make gravy that you can pour or ladle or anything. I just can't do it. I haven't figured it out. But I can make thick gravy in my sleep now, and I love thick gravy. So it works out for me. So it's, it's a bit of a love-hate relationship. And you're at least you're sort of sticking with it. You're not like me who completely gave up the fight on uh, making rice. For whatever reason, I can't make rice. And so I just buy the minute rice now that you stick in your microwave. Yeah, but, use your rice cooker. I gave it to you three or four time a week basis because i was like this thing hates me and forget it uncle ben does it well that's packaged here in mississippi i'm just going to support our, our home state and just stick it in the microwave for for 90 seconds there are several though that are mentioning like clean laundry i don't i don't hate washing clothes but i have a love hate relationship with folding them I love when all the clothes are nicely folded and in their appropriate spot, and I don't have to stand there out of the shower, running late, looking for undies or socks or whatever that lost shirt is my kid needs and be out the door in five minutes in a stack of laundry. But I loathe folding clothes, like loathe it. It's just the one domestic duty that I put off and Pray that the magic folding fairy will show up. She never does and does it for some weeks. They don't get folded. That's the honest truth in our house. And other weeks when you're feeling peppy and you have a little bit of extra time or a Zoom call at home that you can turn off your camera and sit there and still listen, but do something with your hands, then that's when my clothes get folded. So I have a love-hate relationship with, with the folding of the clothes, not the washing of the clothes. In, in that respect. Many of you are also saying exercise, which I knew that one was going to come for sure. You love the way it f- you feel after. You love the fact that it may keep you healthy and balanced. But man, you hate actually having to do it. And there's some of you that just plain hates it, which I would say you're not doing it right or you're not doing the right style of exercise. But but at the same time, you know, that's a whole, that is a legit love-hate relationship. I like Jamie who says, she has a love-hate relationship for Dave Ramsey, and I'm going to assume that's going to be for his financial advice. And that's why the only reason why I use. Or it. she really doesn't like or envelopes. She really doesn't like envelopes. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to think broader. I, I know her personally. I don't think she's met him personally, so I don't think that's a personal jab to Dave Ramsey. But yes, being financially responsible lies in there with exercise and everything else. Man, do I love it whenever I look at my banking account and it's. You know, it's it's got a cushion and all the bills are paid and everything else. And yes, but do I also hate to pass up an opportunity to buy something that I think I need that goes on sale or, you know, whatever poor choice going out to eat when you've got food in the refrigerator too to save money comes across and you can hear if you follow his rules at all in the back of your mind. It's like the the little timer or ticker on Jurassic Park, no, 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 that goes down that you can definitely um, hear here in the back of your voice uh, or head. Or And Amanda gets pretty specific. She has a love-hate relationship with little Debbies as well as someone else says carbs. You need them. You hate to have to keep a boundary around them, but that comes with it as well. So you tell us what your love-hate relationships look like lighthearted ones for sure like peanut butter like yeah yes like peanut, peanut butter. butter is good on so so many things but it is nearly impossible to measure your caloric intake with it accurately that's fair that's definitely fair someone mentioned driving fast love to drive fast but you hate getting pulled over for some of you that've got more tickets than smith county does blue ribbons for their watermelons in their glove department or in their past history. And I know a lot are also, too, saying Facebook. Man, I'm there with social media. I feel you. I have a love-hate relationship. Oh, I love being able to connect with you guys, have these fun questions on the Good Things Facebook group. But then there's a part of me that hates the fact that this has infiltrated our lives and we spend so many hours just mindlessly scrolling or doing or taking brain breaks there or wasting legit time there. 
you can be as honest with yourself as you want to. And it can be argued that time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. That's, well, you know, I had, um, I guess I clapped back to somebody at one time that was talking about parents who always have, or have their face in their phones at the park or whatever it may be. Number one, as long as it's not a safety issue in terms of it, a public park. But number two, it's like, well, you don't know what that mom just did all morning. She may have been intently engaged with her child for the last four hours, and this is her 45 minutes that they get to meet a friend and sort of play in a safe space. And how do you know she's not doing a devotional or reading her dang Bible or whatever it may be on the phone? You don't know what she's doing. If you would have put it in a paper form, you would have been, oh, look at her taking some self-care over there, reading her book and enjoying her magazine or whatever it may be. But just because it's a device, we automatically jump to, like, judgment, you know, uh, Jabeen, Mr. Judge. Judge, you make judge face. Judge, you make judge, judge face over it. And so, it, you you know, you don't. We would find something else to sort of mindlessly do or distract ourselves. It does feel like, though, that the devices lure us a little bit more than a good old paperback book would. I, I, I agree with that as well. Well, I mean, it, it requires less creativity, less horsepower in your brain to to scroll. Essentially, all of it has come down to scrolling. Mm-hmm. And whatever and, can snag your attention. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, I'll stop here for a second and scroll some more and then stop here. for. Whereas before the concept of just endless scrolling, you had the, the app circle where you would go app to app to app to app to app to check on something, but it wasn't like this endless scroll of everything. And then before that, you had to get even more creative. You, okay, well, I'm tired of playing this video game. Let me go outside. And before that, you didn't have the video game. It was, right. I mean, you go far enough back, you get the hoop and the stick. But still, you were mindlessly wasting wasting your time um, with that. But yeah, so love-hate relationships. I don't know what that. they did before the hoop and the stick. <laughs> you lost me there. Yes, I couldn't tell you. They figured out something to do to enjoy their time mindlessly. Deborah in Corinth says, I love going to other countries, but I'm scared of flying. That's a love-hate relationship. And maybe you do. Maybe you like traveling, but, you know, staying in hotels aren't your thing, but you do it anyway because, you you know, usually the love part will win out more cases than not, than the maybe the hate part, unless it's a balancing act. Maybe you Love the way physical activity makes you look and feel and keeps you healthy, and you choose to do it even though you hate it. I don't know. Whichever way it may be. We are getting quite a few text messages, though, that's trying to school Rhino in the gravy department. So I feel like we need to shift gears. And so coming up next, we're going to explore Rhino's inability to make ladled, labeled gravy, ladable <laughs> See, I? when you try to describe it, it sounds like runny gravy. Nobody <laughs> likes runny gravy. <laughs> Nobody wants to cut it with a knife either. Coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Slight chance of rain today, partly sunny, high near 84. Tonight, 90% chance of showers and thunderstorms, low around 63. Your Saturday, a 60% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 78. Saturday evening, mostly clear, low around 51. And for your Sunday, sunny skies, high near 75. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Here's Uncle Cy. What's the biggest bug you've ever seen in your life? Well, that would be me and a bunch of soldiers when we was in Vietnam fighting the war. We run into a herd of oriental cockroaches and they all weighed about 30 pounds. We actually had a firefight with them for about two hours. They was trying to overrun us. If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator. The name to trust for over 65 years At Havard Pest Control, the difference is clear At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pests and termite invasions When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against all kinds of pests, trust Havard Havard Pest Control 
Visit HavardPest.com or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. This is the closing agar market report. At the close of their cotton exchange, July cotton was up 108 to 83.74. October cotton was up 60 to 82.26. At the close of the Chicago Board of Trade, May soybeans were down 12 and a quarter to 14.03 per bushel. July soybeans were down 11 and a half to 13.98 and a quarter per bushel. May corn was down two and a half to 5.77 and a quarter per bushel. July corn was up three quarters to 5.62 and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, June live cattle was down 245 to 122.57. August live cattle was down 162 to 122.40. May feeders down 197 to 149.62. August feeders down 165 to 159.95. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 141 points, 33,645. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. One word to describe Triangle Insurance? I'd say committed. Agribusiness insurance is all they do, and that commitment shows when it really counts. I'll give you an example. If a tornado hits, they show up on site with a checkbook and a game plan to get your business up and running again. People remember that, you know? When a disaster delivers its worst, they send their best. Triangle Insurance. We write agribusiness insurance right. To learn more, call 800-894-5020. Your midday meeting place, The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. planning a Mississippi adventure today. You can go to visitmississippi.org to explore some more. And if you're looking for a new job, the Mississippi Departments of Correction is now hiring correctional officers. Coming up tomorrow on Saturday, you can apply in person at 150 Promenade Boulevard in Flowood or at Highway 49 South in Tutwiler. You can also get interviewed at MDOC facilities in Jackson, Parchment, and Leakesville. To apply, though, you must be 19 years or older, have your driver's license, your Social Security card, and proof of ninth grade completion. So if you want all the deets, go to mdoc.ms.gov and apply today and start being paid tomorrow. And hopefully tomorrow we will have schooled right by tomorrow, schooled rhino, in how to make better gravy. This is not a turn I thought we would take today on good things, but this is how we work. You have a love-hate relationship with gravy. You love gravy. You... Who doesn't love gravy? <laughs> True story. It's like butter. So, southern butter. But every time you make it from scratch, it's just too thick. Yeah, it always turns out thick. And I think part of that is one of my, my underlying concepts of dude cooking. Is I don't waste food, so even if I mess it up, I'm going to eat it. Amen And that. if I have to add water, the blandest substance on the planet, if I have to add it after I've got it good and cooked, I feel like I've done something wrong. Which someone says, mow water, Rhino. Right, and that's that's a lot of the stuff we've been talking about, or they've been talking about on the ceasefire text line, is adding moisture back into it. And I do use milk when I'm doing it, but I feel like you can you can very quickly go too far into runny, so I'd rather err on the side of caution with thick. 
Dog says, use half as much flour and cook in your oil. Oil flour, two to one, stirring about 20 to 40 seconds. And then add liquid, the milk or the water, and stir on medium-high heat till it reduces to your desired thickness. <laughs> or thickness. <laughs> That was my best attempt to talk through needing to sneeze. <laughs> just all this talk of fat and carbs and gravy and everything, it just got you in a conniption over there. <laughs> if you were watching at Super Talk TV, you just probably thought that I was just going to need medical help. But nope, I was just trying to do what no human can, and that is make it through a sentence while also needing to sneeze. And now I've lost the desire. It went away. It went away. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's one of the main reasons why I call it a love-hate relationship, because I do love thick gravy, and I don't want to make it runny, because I'm going to eat it anyways. And if I'm doing chili, or if I'm making rice, or anything where I feel like i got to add water, just adding no flavor, I feel like I've messed up something. Like, I, I missed a step, and it's already kind of messed up. So who, like, when you think of world's best gravy, obviously... Not necessarily yours, because it also looks like, again, another slice of sausage. I mean, who, who's comes to mind? Who are you trying to... I'm trying to emulate my mom's gravy, but she just had a, a way about it. And I think part of it is she would, like, especially with sausage gravy, because that was basically her specialty. She would leave bits of sausage in the pan, whereas I like my sausage, and I just... It's that hard to break the habit of, all right, I need to leave one patty in there and break it up and use that. I think once I get over that hump, it'll it'll get a little easier. So other than breakfast, when else have you tried? What other meals are you trying to put your thick gravy on? Because the picture you have on the Good Things Facebook group, I mean, it really does serve nicely. Um, it looks kind of, you know, like a McGriddle, but with gravy. That's not an egg. That's That is, that is flour it's and oil. It's a pad of gravy. That's a pad of gravy. <laughs> Where else are you trying to pad this gravy? Because I don't know if it would work. Oh, you could mash it up in potatoes, I guess. But Oh, yeah. I've, I've added it to mashed potatoes. I have I've tried to make homemade poutine including going and buying the cheese curds because now those are more available than they ever have been but the the, again you need kind of a runnier gravy for that so every time i've done that i've wound up going with just the instant brown gravy because it's hard to mess that up it is hard to mess that up and anthony is trying to soothe your soul and say adding water is not a correction you have not failed it's no, nothing different than like adding salt to taste after you finish cooking. Just season a little extra in prep for adding for adding water. So have you tried whatever your recipe is to just go ahead and double the water up front and just see what happens? I've tried adding more milk. I haven't tried adding water. You have a you have a love hate relationship with water. Bless it. What did it do? Could you do like a stock? Instead of a water, so you feel like I haven't like tried it's a, adding broth. I'd, I'd be fine with adding broth. It's just the. What I feel like water ever do to you? It's just it doesn't have any flavor. When you're cooking, that's all about flavor. So you're you're just afraid of having like a soggy biscuit full of brown looking water. Yeah, if I'm gonna wind up still eating it, I want it to have flavor. <laughs> so maybe maybe here's the compromise: you try like a beef broth or chicken broth or just you know a stock of some sort that's still. It's a level up in your world of just good old plain water that keeps you alive by the way you can live longer without gravy I like drinking it. Drinking than you can fine. water boiling with it's fine but you gotta <laughs> add stuff to it to make it flavor i just appreciate you all coming to rhino's rescue so we're gonna put him on task you've got over the weekend you need to figure out your gravy life <laughs> whether you're just gonna keep with it sell it by the plat or where you can cut it, or if you figure out your thinness. We will report back on Monday, but stick with us. you got more coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will be back on Monday at 2. Until then, fun time for the good things. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.